Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast. Corey Palm, uh, Tanner Lipson, and head coach Tony Ersland here uh, to talk about the latest happenings in the Purdue wrestling world. Uh, guys, uh, coach, you had uh, you had the Big Ten opener, Big Ten opening duel on Sunday against Rutgers. Uh, the Scarlet Knights came to town, uh, took the duel, um, six bouts to four, and uh, 26-13 overall on the team score. Just uh, before we get into specific matches, overall, uh, what'd you like, what'd you not like about what you saw from your team on Sunday? You know, I mean, uh, some really good performances, obviously, when you get four matches from a, a balanced team, you know, a, a strong team. I think they're ranked 13th or 14th in the latest, latest dual rankings. I mean, they're a very balanced, you know, tough squad. So, you know, four matches was was good, not good enough. Um, you know, I would have liked to seen us capitalize on on a couple of opportunities to to, to make that duel really interesting. You know, if you look at it, we let seventy four get away from us with with a pin, and that's that's a match where if you can take that deep, because you know uh, the the Turley kid at seventy four has a lot of big big moves and can uh, score points quickly. If we could take that match deep and turn that result around, that's a nine-point swing. You know, makes that duel really interesting. You know, 84 was very, very tight. 49, we thought, was a match that was also uh, going to be within our grasp. So, you know, as you do, right, you're, you're sitting around looking at how you could have won the duel and, and made it go the way you wanted. So, uh, really disappointed. Just, you know, anytime you lose, you're, you're disappointed. But um, excited that, hey, you see where we could have made that go our way, where we can improve. So two sides of the coin. Like on one one aspect of it, man, I walked out, you know, pretty pretty disappointed because you felt like you were very close in terms of getting another match or two to go your way um, that you could have made you go your way, and the results different. And but at the same time, it's a good team, and you didn't get it done. So uh, really, a mixed bag as those things kind of are. You celebrate the good performances. And then, you know, you're immediately looking at how you could have made it go your way. So um, really two sides of the coin uh, on that for me, I guess. Tony, I know you how you feel about moral victories and that they don't exist. Um, but more, I wanted to kind of, you know, you talk about some of those matches that, you know, could have gone <clears throat> either way and, you know, they were tight or so on and so forth. And um, do, you, do you take any solace do you do you take some maybe some positive viewpoints from you know we had a lot of those matches specifically you know you brought up 49 where early in the match it was really tight there were some incredible flurries that you know an inch this way or an inch that way and maybe we wind up on top with a you know a seven point move or you know there's a, a variety of things that, that could have uh you know blown the duel open one way or the other um, you know, what do you do with that information as, as, as the head coach and, and as you work with those specific athletes going forward? Yeah, I, I mean, it just signifies, right, like in any contest, you take any other kind of – there's always moments that you look back and you see you know, win or lose that shape the duel in favor of, of who, who eventually secured the win. And that's how I look at it for us is – uh, 49 and especially 84, we had opportunities. We created scoring opportunities, whether we were in the leg and took stalemates like we did at, at uh, 84 uh, or, you know, 49 where, like you said, you, you just turn the wrong way on your finish and you miss it. And that could have been, hey, 
first points to us and we send the direction. You know, if you look at the statistics that show, hey, first takedown still wins a huge majority of the matches. And we were there and close to getting what we wanted out of those early minutes of the match as far as first points and dictating what's going to happen next. But through, hey, you miss a finish or you were just a little out of position, didn't take advantage of the opportunity you had. And so it's going back and, and understanding that fixing this aspect of it, and I don't want to get too specific, right? But sure. you always look at, here's where we missed. Um, and here was the reason why. And so once you identify it, then you go to work on fixing it. And then, and then, right. Then you flush it and you forget it and you move forward. And that, and that's what you got to do. Cause I know we're going to talk about, you know, Iowa and Nebraska later, but that, that you look at the film, you identify where your opportunities were, why you missed it how you're going to fix it. You go to work on fixing it and then, and then you forget it and you move forward, you know? So that's what we've tried to do uh, this week as far as identifying why we didn't get the result we wanted. Uh, and then we're, we're fixing it, those situations. And, and then we're going to, Hey, we're moving forward. Um, you know, you brought up 74 uh, and how, you know, that one got away from us early. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, you know, matches like that are crazy. I feel like they don't speak, you know, obviously huge ramifications for the duel in question. Yeah. Um, I don't always feel like those matches say a lot about one wrestler or the other based on the fact, you know, it was it, it happened so quickly that, you know, that's that's not yeah. a, uh, it's not a reflection of seven minutes. Um, again, head coach, you know, putting putting the coaching cap back on like. How do you deal with that going forward um, in in kind of preparing and looking at the looking at that those individual guys? Yeah, I mean, it's this, to me, it's the same process, right? I mean, uh, I've always said I don't like to just be event driven. You know, I don't want to be a result, and then now, now, hey, that drives whether we feel good or bad, right? The process stays the same. So it's the same with Brody. You know, here's where you made a big mistake, and and, and unfortunately, right, like. Nobody's perfect. There's always small little errors in every performance that you make. The goal, though, right, is don't make the mistake you can't co recover from, right? That that's just life, right? You know, you know, in, in sports, don't make the mistake that's going to cost you everything. The match, the duel, whatever, whatever the contest is. And unfortunately, he made it. He made the mistake he couldn't co recover from because he got pinned. You know, it's just like life, man. <laughs> don't make a mistake where. You know, you go to jail for life. You ain't recovering from that. Right? You make that kind of a mistake. So extreme comparison, but I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's severe. I get it. I mean, that's a severe example. Not meant to be that severe for sure. I mean, I'm, I apologize if anybody's offended. We went to a dark example. place, ladies and gentlemen. But appropriate, right? Like, don't make the mistake you can't recover from. All right. I'm going to stick by my words, yep. not my example. Yep. Hey, fans. Okay, we're good. Listen to what I'm saying. Just flush the example. Go. But don't go to prison, boys and girls. Don't go to prison. Yeah, that's, prison is bad. Okay. Um, but for like Brody, yeah. Here's where you, you you gave him a position where he could be strong from. That's not where we wanted to wrestle. Yep. It worked. Again, now you go through how you correct it. But there's the, the quickest path to, to getting better is that how do you correct it? So that, that's all we focus on. You, you see where you made the mistake, you identify it. So they understand this is where we, we, we couldn't wrestle from or shouldn't have been wrestling from. And then here's how we fix what's going on. And then you, you stay with the, the fixing is a process. You stay with it and you continue to work on it until he understands it. And then you move on, you move forward. You don't sit there and dwell and, you know, um, 
you know, Brody felt bad enough. You know what I mean? He, you know, he was, you know, he, he took it on the chin. That was, that's a tough deal. He was getting ready to going in. He was, I'm, I'm winning this match. You know, I'm, I'm ready. I feel great. I've prepared hard. He was, he was talking to himself in the right way and he was looking good. He just, he made the mistake. He couldn't, he couldn't afford to make. So, Hey, fix it and let's move forward. And that's probably a boring message to people, but that's, I think that's where you have to live. That's why I say, don't go to prison. Maybe that, maybe that resonates better with people. Got to get through. I hope, yeah. I hope it doesn't. That, that would make me sad, but um, speaking of moving forward, um, <laughs> One of the uh, one of the key matchups in the duel was at 125 pounds. You had Rutgers Dean Peterson ranked as high as two in the country during the season. Uh, Matt Ramos ranked as high as one. Um, you know, obviously two guys who are who are supposed to be right in the thick of it come March. Um, and uh, and you know, once again, bright lights are on. Matty showed up. Yeah, I mean, right. Um, this is. I hate to say it's just the time of the year, but I mean, that's just the kid, right? Like you see, as you get closer and closer to what you're fighting for, Matty gets better and better. Um, it, it doesn't mean to say he's slacking early on. He certainly is, but right. I mean, he's getting sharper and sharper as we go, especially when he knows how people are trying to approach him and slow him down. I mean, I think if you watch the match, you know, uh, um, the Rutgers kid wasn't very aggressive. It was kind of trying to hold us off in certain positions and make it close enough at the end to win. And I think, um, you know, Maddie's understanding how to handle those situations better and how to pick and choose his spots. And, and he got the takedown he needed and he did a good job closing it out at the end with position. So, you know, he showed a nice blend of both tactics and, and Hey, uh, getting aggressive in his positions. Um, you know, it was a little bit weird to have a Matt Ramos match without a big, huge scramble. Um, but uh, but definitely probably better for your blood pressure and the fact that, you know, he went out in the second period and, and got to a leg and, and and got to a reasonably quick finish and, and did his yep. thing. Yeah, had a stall call too, right? Like that's what I'm saying. Like he wasn't standing around. He was carrying pace and had had good pressure into his opponent in ways that we're talking about with him. So, yeah, it was um, even though it was a, a close bout, right? Score wise, you know, he did a good job controlling the situations he needed to. Sure, I'd love to see him continue to score and widen the gap more. Absolutely, that's something that is still a part of our focus. But I think he's doing a better job manning uh, managing uh, what those matches look like. We're in the you know early in the year. You know, he wasn't quite quite as sharp maybe on some of those situations. I like where he's going now. And certainly, you know, part of that is seeing him train every day and the focus, you know, that he has with what he's trying to do. You know, that, that gives me a lot of confidence in him moving forward. Um, other wins, moving along through the lineup, uh, Grayson Clark with another win at 141 pounds. Um, you know, you – you talked a little bit after the duel about, you know, and you, you mentioned it just with Maddie. You want to see guys continue to widen the gap. And uh, and I thought Grayson was probably a, a great example of that statement um, in the duel on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it, for those with, you know, how the match went, if you didn't see it, he came out, he was probably took the kid down inside the first 10 or 12 seconds. And then he rode the kid hard. And, and there is some value in that, right? There's that gritty, tough, hard ride. And, and Grayson's tough on top was good to see, but we weren't scoring points. Mm -hmm. So when we got through the period 
and we had rode the kid out and it's three zero with like two forty eight riding time. Now you want to see him pick up the pace and score again and start to widen that gap. And we didn't do that. And that's where, you know, as you're talking to him and identifying where we can be better, it's hey, keep the pressure on him. He just carried you, you know, for 248. Like he's tired. All you need to do is go after him again. And we let we let the the Rutgers wrestler you know, kind of pick up steam on us, not in points, but in terms of just hand fighting us and kind of making it an even Steven match the rest of the way. And I really thought Grayson missed the opportunity to really pick it up and lean on his opponent and, and widen the gap, give him a reason to break. So that's something, you know, where, you know, I think Grayson's going to learn, you know, he's certainly in shape and he possesses the ability to continue to score. He, I don't, I don't know if he just got too comfortable in the match or, you know, uncomfortable maybe with what the Rutgers kid was doing to him and he let it slow him down. Uh, staying on the freshman train, Joey Blaze, uh, first career Big Ten dual win, just like Grayson, uh, went out and got us a major decision at 157 pounds. Yeah, and Joey's been working really hard on his hand fighting and his attack rate like we're talking about and uh, did a nice job, you know, uh, continuing to attack and Russell throughout the match. And that's why he got, he got the major. So good to see again, things that Joey's working on in the room start to show up, albeit still not perfect. You know, we've got, he's got things to do. He knows that, but there's progress there as we move into tougher competition. Fourth and uh, final win of the duel for the Boilermakers came in 165 pounds. Uh, another anticipated matchup, Stony Buell and uh, I believe Anthony White, um, you know, two guys that have been hovering around the, the bottom bottom rung of the rankings and, uh, you know, a nice uh, a nice edge for Stoney that, that should should mean something come postseason time. Yeah, all, all of these wins, right, in the Big Ten are important. They all come back for seeding purposes mm-hmm. uh, down the road. So they're all they're all important. And anytime you compete, it's important. I mean, right, like that's. I don't want to devalue non-conference over conference, but yeah, there's, there's bigger stakes at the end of the year with qualifying and seedings. And so, yeah, they're all important. And uh, another case where Stoney did a nice job scoring early um, and, and then wrestling a solid match uh, after that didn't, didn't again, want to see our guys score more. They think they all understand that, but against good people, sometimes you never know when your opportunity comes and he got it early in the match, made his go, go his way. And the thing I did like about Stoney's match, even though this is a little bit from a defensive perspective, you know, you get down to the last 20 seconds of the match and you're up um, by a single score. He closed it out with good technique, good head, hands, defense, down, but stayed very solid in his approach to finishing, you know, so it was a controlled finish, even though it was a close match, he controlled it to the end, never let it get away from him in terms of a scramble or an attack where the guy really, really threatened him. So while we're still trying to score more points, because again, we're thinking about my gray hair here, you know, I don't need any more, you know, we'd like to widen the gap a bit, but he did a nice job positionally closing out the match. Um, not the only Boilers in action on Sunday. We also had a, a contingent go uh, over to Alliance, Ohio, uh, Mountain Union, and their Purple Raider Open, and uh, a pretty solid showing for the guys that uh, that went over there and competed. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, we've always mentioned before that wrestling is awesome in terms of you get to compete throughout the year, even if you're not the guy. And we only had ten guys who got to represent us against Rutgers. 
So it's awesome to see a lot of these red shirts and backups get a chance to compete, you know, and, and see how their hard work is paying off. And uh, you mentioned like a, a, a number of uh, successful trips for guys. You know, obviously Ike Rubel uh, getting his first uh, tournament win in his career uh, as he's still a freshman coming off his red shirt year was really good to see. But a lot of the, the red shirts did a nice job, too, from Orlando Cruz, uh, Cole Salome. You know what I mean? Uh, Ashton Jackson, like a lot, you know, a number of high placings from those guys. How many guys did we place overall, Tanner? Do you remember? Oh, boy. Number. We settled, uh, yeah, 10. I've got it here. It's three, six, eight. So eight, eight out of our 10 or maybe 11. 11. Eight out of 11. Place. Eight out of 11. So, you know, Percentage-wise, yep. you're, you're batting a pretty strong percentage there. They did a lot of winning. Um, I will mention, too, for people, um, uh, Dustin Norris represented us over there. You know, I thought it would be more valuable for Dustin to get several matches instead of just one as we're trying to get him where, where he needs to be as well. So uh, I think he was third. Um, yep. yep. Right. Um, as well. So, yeah. So, you know, a number of guys had, had valuable opportunities to compete and, and get better. Um, as mentioned, Isaac Rubel uh, took the 157 pound crown. I think, uh, you know, it's funny. It's worth mentioning with, with Ike. Uh, this is a kid who <clears throat> we recruited, uh, wrestled 113, 120 pounds his junior yeah. year. You know, we thought he was going to come in and maybe, you know, fill in, right, you know, around 133 pounds for us. And the kid has done nothing but grow uh, since stepping foot on campus. And, um, you know, he's he's up to 157. And uh, I, I don't know if he's done yet or not, but they, they – they, <laughs> I don't know what we're feeding the kid, but he's uh, he's growing <laughs> and, and a, uh, has been an interesting surprise in the middle of the lineup for us. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's great to see him. He's always been a hard worker, right? He's always had some skill sets that you think translate well. Um, but as you mentioned, he's been just bypassing weight classes as he's grown. He's finally, at least this year, settled in at 157. And it's great to see him have success. Like I said, first tournament title for him. And so I know he was excited and, and obviously he, he earned it because he always competes hard and wrestles hard no matter what kind of a match he's in. So yeah, congrats to Ike as well as the many uh, others who, who did well for themselves. Uh, Hayden Filipovich, Cole Salome, uh, both uh, runner-ups at their, perver at their weights, uh, 141 and, and 184. Um, as you mentioned, Norris was third, I believe Orlando Cruz ran out of matches, but he reached the third place match. Uh, yeah. Before having a pass. Yeah. What was he like? Five and one on the day. Yes, five and one on the day. So people know you only can wrestle six matches in a day. So once you hit your six match limit, you're done, no matter where you're at in the bracket. So five and one's a successful day. You know, yeah. uh, pretty good. Obviously not perfect, but uh, but you know, he lot again a lot of good matches, a lot of winning for for Orlando. I, I appreciate bringing up Hayden again. You know, that's he continues to kind of get better. You know, had the the Midlands performance we talked about. Uh, placing there and then a, a runner-up performance here at, at the Purple Raider Open. So, um, yeah, overall, good day for them. Um, you know, a wild weekend overall in the state of wrestling. Uh, first weekend of Big Ten competition, and um, we talk about it often. You know, it's no secret that the Big Ten is, is you know, a giant. And there's, you know – you know, we sent over 90 kids to nationals last year and we expected, you know, throw a similar number out there this year. And um, it's just, 
incredible to see top to bottom, you know, every single weight you see just really tough matches, um, you know, upsets, highly ranked guys go down, um, you know, young kids come onto the scene and, you know, announce their, announce their presence. Um, just, uh, just a crazy place to, to watch wrestling week in and week out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun for the fans. I'm sure. Uh, tough on us coaches as, as we've talked about, just, I don't think anybody is, uh, you know, free from that or safe from that kind of carnage. Like you better be ready every time out or, you know, somebody's, somebody's uh, going to, going to test you. And, and that's what we saw this weekend. You know, a couple guys, right. I think, um, you know, the frantic boy we, we talked about earlier, you know, dropped his first match uh, to Blockhouse. He had beaten Peyton Robb a couple yeah, of days earlier. Yeah, what a earlier. roller coaster weekend for that kid. Right. So so just just a lot, right? I'm, I'm using 57-pounders as an example. Clearly, there's been a lot of carnage at, at, at 25 over the Ooh. course of the season. That's going to be a last-man-standing battle. But that yep. I think this just can be said about the entire Big Ten. And we're, we're only on the front end of this. We've got, you know, seven more duels, um, you know, to go. So, yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's a roller coaster ride of emotions. Uh, but that's what I love about it. You know, I think, you know, it, it teaches you how to how to be resilient. It teaches you how to be mentally tough, you know, to, to you know overcome some of those things and still show up time after time. And that's not for everybody. You know, let's just face it. That's not for everybody. So uh, I appreciate the, the Big Ten for what it is. And, and what it does for people. Corey, you know, from the fan standpoint, you know, you're, you're watching, you're, you know, you're, you're keep catching up with the results every week and whatnot. Like at what point do you stop being surprised? Yeah, I, I think you have to, like, at some point you've got your guys you're cheering for and, you know, maybe it surprises you if, if one of them takes a loss, you're not expecting, but all these, it feels like, they're, the gap between the top and maybe the 15, 16, 17th ranked guys in the country has never been smaller in a lot of these weight classes. Like, that's one of the reasons we're getting so much carnage is they're all so close. Like, the rankings are a week-to-week -week guess or a week-to-week -week reflection of last results, but it's not really representation of how – how these guys stack up necessarily overall. So like you look at, like you said, 25, you know, there's, there's a couple of guys who are in the top 10 this week who weren't ranked last week. Like the stance yeah. for Lehigh is as high as third for goodness sake. He wasn't ranked in the last poll. Like it's crazy how quickly because the gap is so small and like yeah. said, Tony, you know, it um, mistakes are amplified. You hang an ankle out. You're half a step slow. You're you 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 miss a beat on the whistle, and you're trailing. And in the point, you know, in the in the age of three point takedowns and four point turns, a guy can yep. run up some points on you pretty quick. And now you're really in a jackpot. And next thing you know, you've you've taken a bad loss. Well, we need to redefine. Maybe, like you said, Tanner, what's a bad loss? I don't know. Uh, yeah. A loss is never good, but but I don't know that there's a bad loss anymore. Yeah, it's it's going to continue to be very interesting. I think <clears> the <throat> point is really valid there, Corey, about how small the margins are between one and fifteen. It may even extend deeper than that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's 
depending yeah, on the weight, right? A lot of examples where you got guys in those 20s, you know, low 20s even, coming up and beating guys in the top five, right? Yeah. It's just – so that's the part that's really interesting, especially in this era where we still see now every guy, you know, in the bracket at NCAAs is one through 33. You know, to continue to look at that data about who's getting on the podium, you know, what does it really mean? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes. I just know be ready every time out focus on yourself you know that's what we've got to do that's the process you've got to be about uh in this league um you can't afford to look around or waver in terms of your commitment or your focus and so it, you know it's all about just keeping our guys looking forward and and, and paying attention to themselves uh because if you do you, you could get distracted by all the the other stuff going on with outside noise well and, and something else that you know every year if you're an ncaa qualifier it's an honor you know that's that's a great thing. I think maybe this year more than more than any I can remember, like you make the field, it's an honor because the the depth at most of these weights is is not thirty three deep nationwide. It's a heck of a lot deeper than that, and also yeah. it's wide open. You know, you make that thirty three, you can go on a run. You're good enough yeah. to go on a run because we've seen it over and over again, and. Uh, Double digit seeds run deep. Um, guys who are unranked take down top 10 guys every you know weekly, it seems like. And uh, getting there is is a, a huge deal this year. And along those lines, I know it's early, you know, mid-January, but like conference allocation yep. is gonna be a big thing. And and how you're perceived throughout the season is going to really, really matter. Yeah. Well, and I think the uh, the youth movement, too, is part of that as well, yeah. right? Like you get these young kids and we've got two true freshmen in the lineup that are doing well. They compete hard and they're, they're, they're getting their hand raised a lot. Um, you know, these young kids are more prepared than ever coming in, you know, based on the training clubs and situations that they've had. So you, you look around and you see there's a real youth movement, too. So maybe they don't got, a, you know, a, a book on them yet, but they're making their mark, too. And that, and that just adds to the excitement of what's going on with, in terms of these upsets or seeing who's really a factor at the weight. Um, you know, you guys brought up rankings. I think, you know, <clears throat> great time to mention uh, Matt Ramos back uh, at number one in the country in a, in a handful of polls. Um, number two on Intermat. Um, you know, he is uh, – it, it's, it's awesome to see – you know, and we've already established like in the, in the grand scheme doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. It's a nice accolade in the moment. Appreciate it for what it is. And, and, you know, he's got two huge matches to get ready for this weekend and we can, you know, we can, we'll, we'll get into that as we go, but, um, you know, nice to take a breath in the moment and acknowledge, you know, what he's, what he's doing this year. Yeah. And we talked about not looking around or getting distracted by the noise. Right? Matt's done that, right? He, he came through a, a very tough early season part of the year. Um, right. He's weathered the storm. He's come out the other side. He's still as focused and as excited as you can be about accomplishing his goals and, and what that's going to look like for him. So he's, he's right where, where you want him to be. And that's, that's what you want. You know, you can't get distracted you know, because you took took a tough loss here or there, right? It's just, hey, stay focused on what you're doing. Worry about yourself. Let's be excited about what we're trying to do. And then that's where Matt lives. And and again, it's it's nice to see him back. You know, it's again, it's a nice honor, 
You know, it doesn't mean anything right now. And Matt knows that, you know, he's, he's thinking about, you know, the, the, the next match for him and, and, and what that journey is going to be to the end of March. Um, nice to see Grayson and Joey continue to be recognized in the rankings. Um, you know, Stoney's getting a little love here and there. So um, yep. continuing to make that progress towards March and, yep. uh, you know, this weekend, uh, is going to be, you know, two huge opportunities for our guys to, uh, two you know, two great environments to wrestle in mm-hmm. and, uh, and a, a bevy of, of highly ranked opponents to uh to go out there and and take a shot at yeah a lot of opportunities you just want the guys to go out be ready compete hard and, and make the most of that opportunity and then be excited about the environment too i mean i think that's the biggest thing that that um that i want the guys to really embrace is this will be a fun environment to compete in you know, it's not always that you get a chance to compete in 15,000 people, you know, maybe standing room only, you know, in that kind of environment, um, man, enjoy that, you know, soak it up, appreciate it uh, for what it is and be excited about it. So that's what you want you guys to do is really enjoy the moment and then make the most of it. And that's kind of where we've tried to tried to focus on it, you know, that it use it to motivate you to perform like you're capable of. Friday night. Uh, 7 o'clock Central Time, live on the Big Ten Network. Uh, the Boilermakers take on Iowa. Um, you know, we could probably spend a lot of time, you know, going through the matchups at this one. Um, you know, once again, 125 will be a huge deal. Uh, yeah. Is Drake Ayala coming off a huge weekend. Um, you know, back in the lineup after, uh, after Spencer Lee wrestled for them last year. And um, he and uh, – he and he and Matt are, are kind of you know running out of head-on collision. Yep. Now I think that's the big one that everybody probably is looking at. You know, it should be a lot of fun. I'm I'm excited for it too. They've they've never faced each other, so yeah, it's going to be a first. And they're both highly ranked, uh, talented kids. So yeah, let, go out there, let it rip, and uh, you know we'll we'll see where where the the chips lay when we're all done and the dust settles. But yeah, it's. That, that I think that one is probably the most anticipated one just from a national rankings uh, standpoint. Obviously, every one of those is is big just from an opportunity standpoint. You know, again, we've talked about what they mean for the end of the year and national rankings and seedings and just different things. So everyone carries the same importance. You know, I, I always tell the guys there it's never special. Right. Because you don't want to make something to uh, the buildup in your mind should never be too much. But hey, man! Like when you work as hard as we work, they're all important. Yeah. You know, you work your tails off, and what you go through year round to to get to a chance to compete. Hey, man! Put your best foot forward, make it important, and go go perform. But it's never special, you know. It just doesn't stop at that match. So that I guess balancing that in, from a mental standpoint is is key when you handle weekends like this. A lot of coach speak there, Corey. What do you think? It sure <laughs> was. And it, I've heard that uh, nothing special. I'm not. I've heard that from from coach before. I, I don't know if I buy it, but but he's a lot smarter man than me. So I'll, I'll go along. Well, you know, it's all in how you handle it. Though. Like now, you're going to really make me do coach speak, but so I apologize in advance. But it is. It, it truly comes down to how you handle it. it, it right. Some kids 
you don't some kids need meet need their goals to mean less almost like to loosen up and to tr truly perform at that your highest level it's you got to stay loose you got to stay relaxed and you can't you can't make it mean so much that you're scared to put your best foot forward to not screw it up and i've seen that enough right so that's what i'm talking about the balance of hey man like this is my goal and i've worked my butt off for it um but hey this is how i get what i want you know, to stay loose, to stay focused, you know, in those ways. And that's all I'm really talking about is making sure kids understand how to get the most out of themselves. Uh, I get what you mean, you know I mean? like, But truly your best performance lies somewhere in the middle between yep. making it too important and, hey, you know, I've worked hard and I deserve this. I've earned it. Yeah. He wasn't going to let us just bust his shops there, was no, he? No, no. Nope. He's, he's right, too. I, I, I understand. <laughs> you, we all get what you're saying and of course you're right it's you know i'm gonna i'm gonna backpedal here backpedal <laughs> right here. stand your ground Corey. come <laughs> on well uh one I, I will say one group of people that that this this ramos ayala match is very special for uh are the fifteen thousand hawkeye fans who are going to be in carver because this will be the first chance they get to see Matt Ramos since he took down, you know, yep. the God King last March. So it, I, I, I'm going to imagine they're going to give him the business come Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, I'm sure they will, and that's why we've talked about you're right as uh, you know as a team even about hey embrace this. Yeah. You know, I mean that's it's an environment. They all might be rooting against you, but man, that's an environment, boy. That's that's fun. I mean, yeah, you want that kind of energy. Uh, in the crowd, you know, and soak that up and enjoy it and use that in the right way. You know, that your perception of that has got has got to be huge. So uh, I, I think that's part of it. The other thing I will say, though, um, you know, and I'm sure they'll be, you know, getting on him. Um, but there were so many uh, Hawk fans, me being an alum that I've run into throughout the year that that think a lot of Matt. Yeah. You know what I mean? In terms of who he is and how he represents himself, too. Right. And there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in that, too. So while I'm sure for for those, you know, 10 minutes of the match or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be you know, you know one sided. But but I know he's I've heard from a lot of those people, uh, you know, that they do appreciate that, you know, kind of who Matt is and how he how he's carried himself. They're a, they're a generally smart fan base and a generally respectful fan base. I will I will definitely agree with you that Maddie's a an easy person to like. So, mm -hmm. so that's good. hundred percent. Um, after Iowa, we'll continue, uh, West on I 80 to head over to a uh, year old stomp. You know, this is, this is the, uh, the, the, the Tony Erslin old stomping. Ground trip, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the reunion tour, right? Like, you know, <laughs> wrestled, uh, you know, for the Hawkeyes 92 to 97. Then I coached for eight years, you know, at Nebraska. So you're right. Yeah. It's, it's a good trip in this. It's a long road trip, but it's a good trip. And I get to see so many people, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That part is always fun as well. You know, you, you got to do your job and keep focused on that. But when we're not, uh, you know, competing or with the team, I enjoy catching up with people. So that, that part is, is always uh, enjoyable as well. Yes. You're going to stop off in Humboldt for dinner or something. Just, uh, my folks, my brother, my, I got an uncle. I'll have some people in the crowd. We, we're not uh, swinging through Humboldt this time, but uh, I'll, I'll get my, my parental fix, I guess. That's good. That's good. I tried to get Tony to swing out of the way on Grinnell on Saturday and he said, no dice for me, you know, so, but that's a true story. He did, he did ask, he did ask the question and, 
And I poli politely declined. The Pioneers, hey, they're at home on Saturday, Corey. One o'clock tip-off, man. That would have been heck Growing up, we always refer to people like Tanner as pumpkin pushers. So, Yeah. Stop and see Grinnell basketball, chucking it from the cheap seats. Not the coach Arsenal watches the podcast, but if he if he happens to stumble upon us, I try. I tried, Coach. I there tried. you go. So um, we'll hustle over to Lincoln for a, a Sunday 1 p.m. Central uh, duel against the Huskers. Um, you know, I know it gets kind of old saying this at some level, but just top to bottom, a lot of really really good matchups. Um, you know, hope, hoping to get a rematch with Caleb Smith at 125. Um, some great opportunities in the middle of the lineup. Uh, you know, Sony Buell and Antrell Taylor had a had a great match yep. at uh, Cliff Keen. Yeah, um, great match for Sony. Great win there. Brody Absolutely. Bowman and Bubba Wilson should be a great one at 174. I mean, I, you could you could really keep going. But um, you know, Joey Joey Blaze hopes to get a shot at Peyton Robb at 157. Yep. Um, another, yeah, should be a great duel in Lincoln. Absolutely. You don't expect anything less, you know, from, from those two teams, you know, we're talking about it. They're going to compete up and down and, and, and we train hard to do the same. So looking forward to those opportunities, uh, and try to try to make it go our way. That's the only thing you do is just, you know, compete hard and, and, and make it go your way. You're going to have to go take it. You know, these two teams aren't going to give it to you. So we're going to have to go take it. Just uh, just to reiterate one more time, uh, eight o'clock Eastern on Big Ten Network for uh, for Friday night, and then Big Ten Plus for Sunday's two o'clock start. Yep, absolutely, Corey. I think we uh, I think we checked all the boxes today. I think so. I think so. We even got uh, we got some fun conversation here today. Yeah, I didn't go too deep into the weeds. I mean, I know I no. gave you probably a little too much coach speak, but um, yeah, I enjoyed it. We both got the bus Tanner's chops, so that's all that matters yeah, to me. And you can't beat that. Pretty, no. standard, pretty standard for the podcast. That's why it's the best of its kind in all the land. Well, uh, guys, travel safely. Stay warm out there on the Great Plains. And uh, uh, good luck in Iowa City and Lincoln. Okay, we'll, we'll circle back next week and uh, talk about those two matchups. And then I believe – I believe uh, – the rivalry duel with the Hoosiers, which might mean a little bit more this year. It looms. It looms in the near future. But we, we got a big weekend first, and then we'll turn our sights to that. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, good luck, and uh, boiler up.